Good afternoon. This is Dr. David Stender with another episode of Thyroid Solutions coming to you from beautiful, sunny Tucson, Arizona. And uh, just a couple things before we get started. Uh, We do not claim to treat, diagnose, or cure any allopathic condition. If you choose to follow up, uh, follow up on any of my suggestions or protocols, make sure you check with your medical doctor first. Um, so let's get started. Uh, uh, we want to talk today of something, uh, and, and I've discussed this in the past, and how fundamental uh, blood sugar control is. we got to stabilize your blood sugar. If you're hypothyroid, uh, Actually, anyone, whether you're hypothyroid or not, should really work at stabilizing their blood sugar. So a few terms that I want you to be familiar with. First is uh, hypoglycemia, meaning low blood sugar. Uh, And then there's reactive hypoglycemia, which means after you eat something or eat carbohydrates, your blood sugar spikes and then it drops uh, real low. That's called reactive hypoglycemia. And then there's insulin resistance, where you're producing uh, basically plenty of insulin, but but the the, the receptors uh, at the cellular level uh, are, are not. Uh, they're, they're either blunted, or there's so much inflammation at the cellular level that the, the insulin can't escort glucose into the cell for, for energy. Uh, and so that's insulin uh, resistance. And then diabetes, it's full-blown insulin resistance where uh, you've reached a certain level with your numbers and you're, you're a full-blown diabetic. Uh, not to be confused with uh, type 1 diabetes, which is where uh, there's an autoimmune attack on your pancreas and you're no, uh, uh, you're no longer able to produce insulin. So, uh, but hypoglycemia can be very dangerous for diabetics, uh, whether if they're taking medications and then the, the, they're fasting or doing certain things, you know, really lowering their carbohydrate intake suddenly, and then their blood sugar drops. So we're going to, we're going to cover some of that. This is a fundamental not only for Hashimoto's, but also for hypothyroid and virtually anyone. If you're, uh, whether you're trying to lose weight, just feel better, uh, deal with fatigue, things like that. This is absolutely fundamental. So there's a few, uh, you know, there's there's a few basic rules. Okay, and uh, number one is whether you're uh, whether you're hypoglycemic or you're insulin resistant. Uh, you need to eat a, a high quality breakfast. Now, if you're, I, I will tell you this, and we're going to get into it in a little bit. Uh, if you're insulin resistant, we can we can do some forms of fasting, and it can be very very powerful and very good. But if you're reactive hypoglycemic or hypoglycemic, uh, what's typically what what's going to happen is when you wake up in the morning. Uh, you, you've been fasting. That's why breakfast means break fast. Uh, your your adrenal uh, flight or fright hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, uh, have, they've been called into action. Uh, and, and by the way, particularly if you've been, if you find yourself waking up at like three o'clock in the morning, uh, 
you, you got to calm down your system by eating a low carbohydrate, high protein diet, uh, good quality proteins and fats. Uh, you don't have to overdo it on the protein, but make sure you get those for breakfast. And what you're going to find is if you have dysglycemia, and by the way, dysglycemia just means abnormal blood sugar. Uh, it's, it's more of a catch-all terms, term, but you, you, there's a good chance you're going to wake up and you have no appetite at all. And so uh, you might even feel nauseous. Uh, I see this a lot, uh, but that's that's a side effect of these adrenal flight or fright hormones uh, during the night. So, uh, and then you have your morning cup of coffee and that actually just makes it worse because that's going to drive up your cortisol and those adrenal hormones. Um, so you got to force yourself just to eat a little bit of protein. Now, at some point, again, I'm going to show you how we can actually reverse, you know, these things at some point you can get away with some intermittent fasting, things like that. But, you, uh, for now we got to fix this. We got to fix the hypoglycemia, uh, so, uh, it, it, what's going to happen if you have just a little protein in your breakfast after two to three days, you'll stop feeling nauseous. Uh, and you, you, you're not, you, you're not going to, um, just have that, uh, you know, that feeling of dread of eating because that's the last thing you feel like doing. Now, if you're going to uh, work out first thing in the morning, do that, but make sure you still eat within an hour of waking up. So in other words, you don't want to work out and do, you know, two hours and overdo it. That's going to stress your adrenals even more. Um, next, uh, what you want to do is you want to eat a, a small amount of protein every two to three hours. Okay. Now, my mantra is, is for normal, healthy people without dysglycemia and these issues, uh, I'm a fan of going longer periods, doing intermittent fasting, things like that. That is not what we want to do at this point. We got to correct the dysglycemia first. Um, so that what we want to do is get your blood sugar stable and get your adrenal glands out of the picture. Uh if you go long periods without eating, so if you, so the, the rule of thumb is if you get hangry, okay, in between meals, you've gone too long. So even if you have to set an alarm, do that. And uh, if, if you set an alarm for, uh, you know, tw uh, for two hours, uh, I, I would, when you first start doing this, do it every two hours. You might be able to extend it to every three, just a small, you know, handful of uh, almonds, uh, uh, you know, a hard-boiled egg, uh, you know, a small piece of ch uh, chicken or fish, anything like that, or, or, or even high-quality uh, uh, grass-fed meat, but to, it, just a small snack. That's all you need to do. Um, uh, you know, a low-carb a low protein shake, you know, just anything like that. As your dysglycemia improves, you're going to find you can go longer in between. Uh, those snacks. So uh, we, we can't fix this, but it takes some due diligence. And then you got to find your carbohydrate tolerance and stick to it. Now, the best thing you do with dysglycemia is avoid the, the refined uh, sugars, uh, snacks, potatoes, pasta, you know, anything that spikes your blood sugar, you know, anything that when it hits your mouth, it gets converted into sugar, starches, uh, so, so here's, here's the bottom line. Follow this rule. If you feel sleepy, 
or you crave sugar after you've eaten, you've had too many carbs. And this is a telltale sign of insulin resistance. Uh, it, and and if, you, if it's more advanced, you, can, you, you don't even have to eat anything. Uh, if you just eat uh, you know, a moderate protein, high fat uh, meal with low carbohydrates and you still feel sleepy, it just means your insulin resistance is more advanced. And uh, the, this is a big de deal. So remember, what, what's a carbohydrate-rich food? Okay, first, grains. Uh, and don't forget, uh, corn is a grain. Uh, it is not a vegetable. Uh, uh, you know, legumes, uh, starchy veggies, uh, like potatoes, peas, things like that. Uh, and anything sweet. And, you know, anything uh, high fructose, corn syrup, uh, agave nectar. I know it, it, agave nectar gets promoted as being some kind of uh, natural uh, health food. It's not. Okay. It literally, it has a, 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 a pronounced of a hype of a, a glycemic effect as high fructose corn syrup. So, you know, avoid those kind of things. So, so, you know, carbohydrates are comfort foods. And I've discussed in the past how, you know, grains and breads and things like that, I, it, it literally feeds our opiate receptors. Uh, and so you get this pleasurable response from eating it. And when you don't get it, you actually go into withdrawals. And that's what can happen when you do these kind of diets. The first three to four days, you feel like crap. Okay, but you got to do it. We got we to gotta fix it. We got to turn this around. If you can weather it for a few days, uh, it's going to be a lot easier and you're going to feel a lot better promise. Okay. So there's a lot of different symptoms of dysglycemia, poor sleep, irritability, um, thing, energy crashes. And then on a low carb diet, you're going to see these things, uh, you know, go away. Uh, food intolerances. If you haven't identified your food intolerances, uh, uh, that can create sugar cr cravings or fatigue. So we got to find out if that's an issue for you as well. So there's ways to test for it. The best way I think is an elimination diet. You know, just get rid of things that we, we know cause issues, um, and that includes dairy and um, you know gluten, grains, uh, certain lectins, uh, tomatoes, nightshade plants, things like that. Uh, that they can cause issues as well. Here's the other rule. Another rule: should never ever eat high sugar foods. Now we don't want you to eat them at all, but don't ever eat them without some fiber, fat, or protein. Fiber, fat, or protein. So if you do, uh, you know, cheat, make sure you have some good fiber, fat, or protein with it. So what that does is it just slows down uh, the rate of glucose absorption and it'll prevent what, you know, what they call insulin shock. I mean, literally you, when, when you put this stuff in your body and, and you don't have any buffers. It's, it, it, it's just shoots your, uh, uh, glucose and therefore your insulin through the roof. Okay. Uh, never eat sweet or sugary foods before bed. Uh, it's one of the worst things a hypoglycemic person can do. Uh, your blood sugar is going to crash and usually, uh, it, it'll, if you're doing that and, and you probably already have some issues with your adrenals and these cortisol rhythms. So what, what's going to happen is what we see all the time is that, uh, 
if you eat sugary uh, sweet things uh, before bed, about three in the morning, it's almost always right around 3 a.m., you're going to wake up and you're going to have some anxiety and you're not going to be able to get back to sleep. And that, again, is your your cortisol. When you, when, you, when you eat these sugary foods, your insulin glucose surges and then it drops suddenly. And then your adrenal glands kick in to push it up to a normal level and it just creates this uh, vicious cycle. And, uh, you know, your adrenals uh, really take a beating. Uh, you're going to want to avoid, um, uh, again, for any dys- dysglycemia, you want to avoid all fruit juices and even carrot juice. Carrot juice is very high glycemic. You know, eating some raw carrots, you know, from time to time for a snack isn't, isn't is such a bad thing. Uh, but like cooked carrots and, and, and carrot juice can be very high glycemic. Uh, they actually, fruit juices are actually even more sugary than soda in a lot of cases. So, so if you're going to do juices, do vegetable juices, uh, you know, a lot of different things you can do there. You want to avoid all adrenal stimulants. Now this is hard for people, especially if you're a coffee lover and I'm one of them. Okay. But, uh, so this means caffeine and, and that includes decaffeinated coffee. There is still caffeine, um, Energy drinks, okay, should be avoided. Uh, dysglycemia is, it's hard enough on the adrenal glands. And then when you add in these caffeine and these adrenal stimulants, it just takes it to a different level uh, and, and really has a profound effect on your thyroid as well. Uh, an exception, one thing you can have is green tea because uh, it, it can actually, it's been shown to help people with insulin resistance. So, uh, that, that's the one exception. Um, you want to make sure you eat a well-balanced meal uh, a, or a, a well-balanced diet, and that should be, uh, think veggies, okay, uh, um, uh, quality meats, uh, when quality, I mean uh, grass-fed, you know, lamb, uh, uh, good uh, grass-fed beef, uh, organic, um uh, you know, lamb is grass fed, but beef is fine. If it's, it's that, that's a, always, you, you get really good fats out of that and it can help modulate your blood sugar. Um, fish is good, uh, especially omega, uh, uh, omega three, uh, fish, salmon, uh, and chicken is fine as well. Watch how they're raised, uh, make sure it's, they're raised properly, pastured properly. Um, one of the best things you can do is you want to eat a diet. Think of what your ancestors ate. Okay. When I talk ancestors, I'm talking cavemen. <laughs> so, uh, so leafy green vegetables, root vegetables, uh, adequate, uh, pro quality protein and ad- adequate fats, uh, incredibly, uh, restorative in its nature. Um, you want to eliminate food allergy or allergens and intolerances. As I said, whenever, if a food creates an immune response, it, 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 like an allergy or an intolerance, it also creates blood sugar instability. And it also create, it creates inflammation, which can feed into the uh, uh, blood sugar instability and, and insulin surges. Most hormone problems that we see, uh, especially with women, but men as well, it, most hormone imbalances and issues, estrogen dominance, some of these other things are because of insulin surges. 
Nothing wrecks your hormones more than insulin surges, PCOS, you know, polycystic ovary symptoms, things like that. Um, so the most common food intolerances are, are gluten, dairy, eggs, corn, soy, and yeast, probably in that order. Um, as I as I mentioned uh, before, I would include lectins, uh, nightshade plants. They can be an issue. So you want to identify. So you can do sort of an elimination diet and, uh, you know, eliminate all of them and then just start slowly adding them in. Um, if you check out uh, Dr. Karazian's uh, website, well, first of all, his book, and uh, I get a lot of my information uh, from his books and, and his, uh, I studied under him for a few years, but um, you, you want to make sure, you know, you follow a, a, a you know, protocol for an elimination diet. It's not that hard uh, to do. Uh, there's a certain order, but if you get on his website, drknews.com, uh, or if you get his book, Why Do I Have Thyroid Symptoms When My Lab Tests Are Normal, uh, he has a lot of information in there as well. Um, so we want to. So, so basically, those food intolerances, uh, what what they can do is they, they create uh, sugar cravings and fatigue after meals. Uh, so, so we want to stabilize the blood sugar and promote uh, better thyroid health, uh, and and we want to repair the gut. So that's the end game. Um, we want to eliminate parasites and toxins. Okay, so uh, uh, hypothyroidism uh, and even blood sugar issues make a happy home for parasites in our GI tract. Okay, so and these can by, be identified with advanced testing. And, then, and of course, heavy metal or these chemical tox, uh, toxins can wreak havoc uh, on your immune system in, in, in a way that it will directly affect your blood sugar. Um, so here's an important uh, thing to remember for uh, with hypoglycemia. Uh, you know, there's a lot out there, and I, and I again, I want to emphasize fasting can have a, a, a place for a healthy individual uh, who doesn't have uh, this uh, dysglycemia, which is absolutely epidemic uh, because of our standard American diet and lifestyle. So I don't care what kind of fast it is. It can be a juice fast, a vegetable fast, or even just a simple food-free fast. And, and they've been around for a long time, and there's a lot of benefits to doing fast. But we, uh, they, were, they, they were appropriate before all the advent of all these uh, you know, refined sugars, uh, flours, industrialized foods. And, and of course, our stressed out lifestyles and you know all the adrenal stress. So uh, these fasts can be just really detrimental to someone who, who's uh, who's been on this blood sugar roller coaster for most of their life. So you got to take your time to get things fixed, get those uh, insulin receptors working again, uh, reduce inflammation at the cellular level. And we start when we start unwinding insulin resistance or uh, unwinding the reactive hypoglycemia, then there, then we can start talking about doing a fast. But for now, you got to get this fixed. We got to start getting your body to mend. And it can take a while. You know, it can take 
you know, several months, even to a year to totally unwind this stuff. Um, but I would saying that just following the basics of what I'm telling you in seven to 10 days, you can start noticing a big difference. So if you have, uh, uh, so it's what I tell people is if you have symptoms of hypoglycemia and reactive hypoglycemia, real simple. If you get hangry, okay, if you get shaky or jittery or angry and hungry all at the same time, reactive hypoglycemia means you get those symptoms after you eat, okay? Uh, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes after you eat, you're already hungry and you're irritable. Uh, that's a sign of reactive hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia just means a drop in, in your blood sugar. And again, it could be for a variety of reasons. Um uh, so what, what happens is you, you can actually exacerbate the hypoglycemic condition by fasting. And that, that's going to accelerate damage uh, to your brain, to your GI tract, to GI function, and of course your adrenals and, and, and indirectly to your thyroid. So a, a real simple blood sugar check is you can get a glucometer, um, and if you're and if you're fasting and if your blood, sh- you, it's going to show you real quickly. Um, and by by the way, that's a good thing to have if later on when we do get things fixed for you, um, and if you get this stuff turned around, uh, you, you can. Um, you can get a glucometer, get a blood sugar monitor, uh, just just to keep track of it. I one of the things I ask my clients to do, whether they're hypoglycemic or insulin resistant, is give me a give me a, a fasting blood sugar every morning because I want to see what the what's going on and how they're reacting. Uh, and it's just good to get a read on that. Uh, if if I've got someone doing like a ketogenic type of uh, diet. Uh, which I occasionally do. Uh, we can also measure ketones just by getting some ketone strips as well. So, um, but anyway, so that that's basically it as far as the diet for re, you know reversing either hypoglycemia or insulin resistant resistance. Uh, keep in mind, there's also specific nutrient uh, uh, nutrients or compounds, you know, nutraceutical products that you can use. Um, there's some that I I like more than others. Uh, Dr. Karazian's formulations through Apex uh, Energetics, they have some really good products for blood sugar uh, control. Um, and these are proven. You know, when if you ever have a doctor tell you that uh, su- supplements aren't FDA approved and therefore not effective, um, you know, you, you might want to ask him what cave he's been living in for the last 20, 30 years. Because the research is really clear, uh, go you know that these things have a, a can impact your health in a real positive way. A good resource where they have pub, uh, a whole index of PubMed uh, research papers on nutraceuticals and other natural products. It's called GreenMedInfo.com. I urge you to get on there. Use it ton of viable information for you so whether you're hypoglycemia insulin resistance just know there's hope guys and this is fundamental for your health i mean whether you know it doesn't matter uh if you're autoimmune or just hypothyroid or you're just struggling with health issues stabilize your blood sugar and it can have a dramatic and i mean a dramatic effect I've had uh, type 2 diabetics who are insulin dependent start to apply these principles and we start to unwind the insulin resistance through some advanced protocols. And literally within 60 to 90 days, 
their, their numbers get completely reversed. They get off a ton of medications and they, and they just feel better. So until next time, this is Dr. Dave Stender. Please uh, click on support this podcast. If you appreciate this information, we got various options. You can do it for as you know, little as a dollar a month. Anything that you do is, is really appreciated. Helps me bring you this content. Uh, it's stuff I've, uh, uh, this information is, is things I've learned over the last 20, uh, 24, 25 years or so of working uh, with uh, hypothyroid, including my wife and the lessons we've learned. So appreciate your support. If you have a voice message, you can click on that as well and leave me a voice message. You can also text message me at 520-818-4482. So that's it for today. Signing off. Well, until next time, uh, have a great day and God bless.